The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Hi, it's time for another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice, and I'm so excited about our show today. In about 2012, I attended my first voiceover conference in Toronto. I decided to attend after I had a coaching intensive with superstar puppeteer and actor John Tartaglia in New York City. Long story short, I wanted to see if I could pursue my dream of being on Sesame Street. And I thought John could possibly help. It was a great session, but about an hour into it, I realized that puppeteering is a skill set that takes a lot of time and training and that it might already be too late in my life to learn and master it. So John suggested that I stick to voiceover and referred me to Sunday Muse, who just happens to be my special guest today. I had the chance to meet Sunday at that first voiceover conference I ever attended in Toronto because she was a guest speaker. Shortly after that, I took some animation voiceover coaching sessions with her, and the rest is history. Sunday Muse is the founder, creative manager, and inspiratrice of Great Big Voices. She excels in helping people manifest their dreams into reality and communicate authentically to the world. She is a singer, celebrity voiceover actress, author, holistic voice coach, and speaker. Her movement and voiceover workshops have been featured in the Huffington Post. She has been a featured speaker and taught voice and movement across North America at NYU, Mallorca Holistic Retreat, National Theatre School, Covenant House, Children's Theatre Company NYC, JCC NYC, Randolph Academy, Mavo, and VO Atlanta. She was nominated for a Voice Arts Award for Best VoiceOver in an Animation Series through the Society of Voice Arts in LA and is a proud recipient of the Mavo Muse Award. Her leading voice acting credits include Hotel Transylvania, Sophie, Bakugan, Total Drama Island, Abby Hatcher, Jimmy Two Shoes, Arthur, Roly Poly Oli, Care Bears, Ajab Jack, Jane and the Dragon, Time Warp Trio, Caillou, Willow's Wildlife, and dozens of radio and TV commercials. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Sunday. Thanks for having me, Val. Of course. You've been in the industry for quite a while now. What have some of the highlights of your career been so far? Well, I'd say that playing characters that I absolutely love is the number one highlight, starting with playing a baby. That was a dream come true. And then playing a kind of Disney princess and then playing an evil kind of dead doll. I sort of feel like it can't get better than that. Also singing in a cartoon that is exquisite joy for me. (laughs) I've had the opportunity to get some animation coaching from you, and I can easily say that you're one of my favorite coaches to work with. What do you love about coaching for voiceover that's kept you doing it for all these years? That's a great question. And the student's transformation from beginning to end, the passion that I witness in their voice and how they want to emerge as a voice actor. They want to come out in the world with their voice and me being the guide or mentor journey into an industry that is an extremely, I think, liberating industry. That's one thing that keeps me coaching. Another thing is really watching somebody create a whole career and start making money and witnessing how they were before they became voice actors. You know, sometimes people are in a 
career path they don't like. And so I get to kind of witness them move into something totally different. It's an opportunity for me to be the teacher instead of the voice actor. So it's like being the director instead of the voice actor. So I have this objectivity. I can help somebody else do the things that I do as a voice actor. So it gives me a place to share these tools that I took a long time to learn. And I can kind of summarize that and help other people emerge in the world with their voice. That's really exciting for me. Yeah, I really think that you have such an ability to connect with your students and to be able to bring out of them what they need to be able to connect with their characters. And that was something that I was so impressed with when I was coaching with you because it it was really something that I, at the beginning, kind of struggled with was how do I connect to these characters that I've been given? And I felt like I made so much progress in the time that I worked with you. So I'm really grateful for that. And I know that if a lot of people are out there looking for animation or commercial coach, that you do a really great job with it. And I can't say that about every coach I've worked with. So that's really great. Thank you. Connecting to the character you're trying to perform is key to landing a role. Can you briefly describe the process you use when auditioning for a new character? It depends on the sides, but the process that I generally go for is trusting my gut and the images. So I kind of set up like a trail of images on my script. So I read it through and whatever images come to me as absurd as they are, I jot them down. And what that does is it gives me a sense of the color, the feel of the place, of the relationship. It allows me to step in of the landscape of the script. And when a character feels far away from me, like sometimes I get scripts where I feel like, oh yeah, I could do this in my sleep. Like I just understand it and I just know how to go in. Others are more challenging and I think it'd be more helpful for people to understand how I operate that way because when it's more challenging and it feels distant or the copy, the writing feels distant, What I do is I use sound effects to find my way in. So if there's a picture, I use that as a kind of mask. So I take the mask of the character in the picture and I kind of put it on my face. And I start to make sounds. No language, no words from the script. I just make sounds. And I start to kind of feel it and find it. If there's no picture available, I draw something. I draw something based on my instincts of what I read. It's more than just working with laughter. It's literally like grunts and groans and gibber. It's like making up a language that isn't a language. And what that does is it frees up my head, my brain, my mind, so that I'm not so stuck to these black words on a white page. Because that's, I think, where most people get stuck is like, I'm performing a script of these words written on this page. The mind cannot free itself. And to me, authenticity and the freedom to you know create an original character comes from the gut it comes from the sounds and when we are just sounding a character we are trusting our gut because there's no head in the way so that's how i would approach something that was challenging and from there i might take that well i would take that sound effect so let's say the sound effect is like So I would take that and sort of find a realistic voice from that place in my throat. And then, 
and then, and then, and then she, and then it might kind of work. It might kind of be like a breathy character that kind of gets louder, but it's got this kind of tone to it, to the whole feel, to the whole vibe of the script. And that's just a minor example of how I might move into the rest of the read, depending on what the genre is. If it's really natural, then I would tone that down energetically. If it's really cartoony, I would amp it up. If it's adult cartoon, I would shift it to more sitcom energy. So I know that's a huge answer, but I feel like that's an important question and people might find that valuable. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely really interesting to listen to everyone's process of how they dive into a character. I'm always fascinated by it. So thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Well, definitely wings. I want wings because I love birds and I want to fly. And (laughs) I have a lot of dreams about flying. And then I wake up and it's not true. Because what I would like to do is I'd like to fly over beautiful forest landscapes. Not so much like the oceans, but the forest way up above the trees and up with the eagles and and the mountains. Like that would be my superpower is like viewing nature from a high way up there point of being a human bird. (laughs) If you had to take that superpower and turn yourself into like a superhero like character what what do you think you would call yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh oh cuz i just had this image come into my head of you like flying over <laughs> i don't know cuz i'm not coming up with like a good superhero name but cuz the first thing that came to my head and it's so funny it's not a superhero name is flying dolphin <laughs> And it's kind of funny because I just got this image of a dolphin with wings flying high <laughs> up in the sky. But, like, I want to come up with something cool. Um, so, like, let's see, like, um, Thunderbird Sensation. <laughs> I <have> no idea. <laughs> I just had to ask because I don't know. I just got this, like, random image of you, like, flying over a forest with, like, the birds you know, flapping along on the side of you and just, I don't know. It was weird. (laughs) No, it's not weird at all. I've got the same image. (laughs) What's your favorite travel destination? Maui, Hawaii. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And what are your three favorite movies of all time? Oh, yeah. Amelie, numero uno. (laughs) Numero two is... Erin Brockovich. Oh, yeah. I love her. I love, like, she's such a strong woman. I watch it every year. I love that movie. (laughs) And the last one is a French-Canadian film that won an Oscar, I believe, called Monsieur Lazare, and it's brilliant. Okay. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to watch that one. So good. Cool. If you could go for dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? And what do you think you'd discuss? Okay, well, the first thing that's coming to my head, oh, Dolly Parton. I would go to dinner with Dolly Parton. Okay. Because Dolly Parton inspires me just listening to her say the word hello. Her songs, as a a songwriter, she just knows music from her soul, and she's been doing it her whole life, and she's 
always stood up for herself as a woman in the music industry, despite all the talk about her and gossip. And she's always remained true to her music. And her music is beautiful. I love Dolly Parton. I love I love her belief in herself and her warmth. And what would we talk about? Well, we would talk about the music industry. And I would ask her to guide me through writing a song. That's it. Oh, that's good. You'll be offering a session at our upcoming Mini Mavo 2020 event, and I'm so excited about that. Can you tell our listeners a bit about your session and what they can expect from it? The title of the session is Messy is the New Perfection, and I chose that title because so much of the time people want to master the script. They want to hug into it and follow every punctuation mark and only, again, see the black words on the white page and and get it so much to a point where it's perfected. And that is exactly the opposite of what I believe gets people the part. The messiness is the freedom to find organically who you are with the character, but how you find your way into the copy and how you just shake it up to make it your own. So how do you make it your own? What does that mean? A lot of people talk about it. So I'll be uncovering some of that question. Like, what does that mean to loosen up a script, to find my own way into it? How do I make this read stand out without completely following exactly what's written on the page? So I've created a process for people that is an empowering and embodied way to connect to your copy so that your copy doesn't feel separate from you. It feels like it lives and breathes with you. That sounds great. I think it's going to be a great session, and I'm sure that a lot of people are looking forward to it. Thank you. You've been to every Mavo conference since 2014, where you were the keynote speaker. It's been such an honor to have you at each of these events. What are a few things that make Mavo events stand out from some of the rest of the voiceover conferences, and why should people attend Mini Mavo 2020 this year? Well, that's a pretty easy thing to answer because I love Mavo so much. So. Mavo stands out for me because it it's like bringing all of these wonderful talents from different areas of the voiceover world together. And not only all of these different talents and skilled voiceover actors and casting directors, but really good people. Just good people. You know, um, I like good people. So that's one thing. And the other is the community aspect that it's like this warm conference. It feels like more family oriented. Like it's just, it's got this like cozy feeling to it. Kind of like I'm sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner with these wonderful people. Like I can eat with them, share good time with them. Everybody's in a good mood. It just feels right. It feels very, yeah, very family oriented. So those would be the two top things for me. Aw, thanks so much. That means a lot to me. And I'm, like I said, I'm really glad that you've been a part of it all these years. And it's just so great to have you there. I think this year will be a little bit different because it's online, but I'm definitely working really hard to try to keep that family feeling that everyone feels so that we can have a great event. So I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Well, and also just to add 
because of the state of the world right now, we need community more than ever. And so the online world of Mavo, Mini Mavo, is allowing a lot of people to come out of isolation of just being in their booth at home and to meet other people. And I think that's really important right now. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today, Sunday. It's always great to have the chance to catch up, and I look forward to attending your session at Mini Mavo 2020 in a few weeks. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Interested in finding out more about Sunday Muse? Visit her website at www.greatbigvoices.com or www.sundaymuse.com. You can connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as well. Thanks for listening to Live with Squacky. If you're interested in finding out more about our upcoming Mini Mavo 2020 online conference taking place on November 6th through 8th, you can visit our website at www.midatlanticvo.com for all the details and to register today. I'd love to see you there. Hi, this is Everett Oliver. Please join me at the Mini Mavo Virtual Conference November 6th, 7th, and 8th. I will be teaching an animation class on how to make your character stand out from the competition. You don't want to miss this one-time event. Again, November 6th, 7th, and 8th, 2020. Please purchase those tickets, and I will see you there. Live with Squacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions. Tune in next week for another fun episode of Live with Squacky. Yeah. Yeah.